ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Have you ever been reading a book and thought, I wish I could just ask more questions. Where's the author when I need them? But imagine if you could borrow a person instead of a book, sit down and have a conversation about their real life experience on a topic that is new to you. While libraries full of the written word have their limits, the human library seeks to fill in those gaps. It's a movement that's been running events around the world for more than 20 years, but it's still relatively small in Australia, with just a couple of organisations, but some hunger for growth. Emma Misson is a human book and vice president of the Board uh, for a Fairer World, a not-for-profit organisation who run the human library in Hobart. Emma, welcome to Life Matters. Thanks, Nat. Good morning from Wawanina Country. Oh, it's good to have you and it's um, an honour to be talking to a human book. Uh, (laughs) What is a human library exactly? How does it work? Yeah, so, I mean, it is kind of what it sounds like. Um, We have a collection, a catalogue of human books who all have our own stories. Um, And most of us have stories where we've experienced some form of prejudice or discrimination Uh, And we've been trained to then share our story with members of the public to try and create understanding and break down misconceptions at that very like person to person grassroots level. And how did the Human Library first come about um, and how did they get to Australia? Yeah, so it started in 2000 in Denmark, uh, not-for-profit organisations um, set up the first living library, they called it at the time. And it's just gradually spread over time. The first one in Australia started in 2006 up in Lismore. And then uh, the Hobart Human Library, which I'm a part of, started in 2013. It was started by a coalition of not-for-profits down here in Tasmania. So you are a book in the Hobart Human Library. Mm -hmm. Um, Could you share your contents? (laughs) What's your story, so to speak? (laughs) So um, my story is called Normal, in inverted commas, on the outside. And it's my story of living with an invisible disability for more than 10 years. So I have a chronic illness called fibromyalgia and it impacts every day of my uh, life, but it's invisible. And so it's a story that challenges people to to think more uh, broadly about what disability can look like and the impact it can have on people. And how does one become a book and share their story? Like, how did that happen for you? Yeah, so I was actually lucky enough to go to a Hobart Human Library event through my workplace and I'd been sharing my story with another organisation and thought, oh my gosh, it would be really cool to get involved in this. Um, So I chatted to one of the staff from A Fairer World and um, kind of got linked in to do my training. So we do all of the books get training Uh, focused on kind of two things, I suppose, crafting your story, so figuring out what you feel comfortable sharing, and all of us have different versions for schools and then for workplaces. And then we also have a look at brainstorming likely questions because that's a big part of uh, what we do is is then giving people the chance to ask us questions uh, and so trying to predict and prepare for responding to people is is the other big part of training. So I did my training and, and yep, 
<laughs> ready to go. Yeah. Well, you know, have you had, like, you're trying to, to predict or preempt any questions <laughs> people might throw at you, but have you had a few uh, curly, unpredictable ones? I mean, you you kind of think you've heard everything and then there's always there's always something new. Um, and sometimes you don't even get questions. Sometimes you get people very bravely in the space that the um, human library kind of opens up, then putting their hand up and sharing some of their own experience. Um, and that can be really um, amazing to, to see and, and quite unexpected often. Um, I remember a guy last year in an event I was doing who um, put his hand up and, and shared that he'd been struggling with long COVID uh, in front of all of his colleagues and that made very real what we'd been talking about for that workplace because he was a part of that workplace. <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah. so, I mean, just getting some clarification on what happens mm. on the day that you hold an event, you yeah. know, when somebody yeah. borrows you. Um, yeah. <laughs> does the reading happen as a one-on-one -on -one interview or is it more like giving a talk? So we have a couple of formats. So we run a small group-based format, which is kind of like, it's almost like speed dating. So groups of like four to six people get to circulate around a room and uh, read four different books and ask um, each book questions. And those... Um, workshops run for maybe like 90 to 90 minutes to two hours and then we have a more f uh, sort of workshop or forum based format which is for a larger group where there'll be two to four books and a facilitator up the front and the books will share their stories and um, the group can ask questions and then we move on to a more general discussion um, and I suppose that's the unique thing about the Hobart Human Library model is that what we've done is take the human library idea, which often has been run as like one or two drop-in community events per year. And it's for a farewell for the Hobart Human Library. It's a part of our diversity and inclusion education and training programs. So we're presenting in schools and workplaces like very regularly. So the, the books are, are read very regularly. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. In the speed dating format, you know, I imagine mm. that that intimacy can be quite yeah. a mm -hmm. lot, you know. How does the human library create a safe space for people's curiosity? Yeah, so um, we're very, obviously, we're very conscious of the need to, to create safety. So all of those sessions will start with a, a full group sort of introduction section where some sort of ground rules are, are set out. Um, we also have what we call, to go with the library theme, librarians. So um, safe people who are circulating, kind of keeping an eye on things, making sure that everyone's feeling comfortable and they're able to assist if either a, a member of our readers <laughs> or one of the books are feeling distressed or uncomfortable. Um, and there's also quite sort of rigorous checking in with books afterwards to make sure that we're feeling comfortable and whether there's anything we want to, to raise or, or chat about further just to make sure that everyone's feeling supported. 
Yeah. On the text line, Greg R in New South Wales says a human book gives a whole new dimension to the term bookish, <laughs> but a great <laughs> idea. You're hearing from Emma Misson, who is a human book in the human uh, library in Hobart. Um, but you're just one book in your human library. Um, how many books are there and what are some of the other topics? Yeah. So I think at the moment we have between 30 and 40 active books, a lot more people have been trained over time. Um, And we have people who speak to their experiences of cultural diversity, um, being from different religions, different gender identities, sexual orientations, uh, different abilities, people who've experienced different forms of trauma, like intimate partner violence. So there's a real diversity there. Um, a couple of examples that are on our website, uh, and these are people who I also know in person and know are really amazing humans. We have Andy who shares his story of being transgender and transitioning from female to male. Or we have Paul, who was a world-class mountaineer who had a climbing accident which gave him a brain injury that doctors thought meant he might never walk or talk again. He can now both walk and talk and gives amazing, both of them give amazing presentations. You know, it sounds really valuable um, and a great thing to be a part of, but sharing personal experience, it's a really big part of our culture in the social media era. We're inundated with blog posts and story time videos and personal essays. You know, we're not short of people sharing their experience these days. So what does the human library format offer that platforms like that do not? Mm, I think what we're doing is I suppose we don't just share our experience. What we then do, and this is sort of the value add, I think, is try and give people practical tools and tips of things they can do in their workplace, their community, their school that will make that environment more inclusive and more welcoming of diversity. Um, So all of us as books have reflected on things that have been helpful in our own lives or things that we wished people had done for us. Uh, And those are things that we really actively share as part of our stories. So trying to really give people practical things they can take away and, you know, start to create those kind of ripple effects into the circles that they're moving in. I suppose that face-to-face intimacy of it is really meaningful as well compared to um, comment comment sections online. Absolutely. Yeah. There's still something very different about seeing someone face-to-face as opposed to, yeah, interacting with them online. Um, It's very easy to, and we see this in online comment sections, very easy to dehumanise people online. Um, It's very hard to do that when you're face-to-face with someone. Well, let's talk practicals a little bit, Emma. If you want to be a book, um, what kind of stories are the libraries looking for? How can you um, get involved yourself as a a book? Yeah, so um, all of those kind of I mean we're kind of looking for anything and everything in terms of diversity all of those different forms of diversity I mentioned um, we're always looking for new books because uh, we're always having books um, you know move on into different chapters of their lives um, <laughs> <laughs> to continue the, the book well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, if anyone's listening and uh, look most of our 
books, obviously, because we're the Hobart Human Library, are based in Lutruita, Tasmania. So if you're if you're in Tassie and you're listening um, and you think you might have a story to share, um, our website has all of the details. That's afairworld.org. Um, and yeah, can um, drop us a line and, and look at maybe doing the training and getting involved. And if you want to attend an event, um, mm. how can you learn more about a human library near you? I, I was reading um, in an article from about a, a year ago that there are whispers about some more uh, being like, popping up or starting uh, in some of the East Coast capital cities. Um, is that? Do you have any inside info on that? <laughs> Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> um, definitely have a Google, I would say. Um, we we can also run like online sessions. So if people are like really desperate to, to hear from books, um, we can we can facilitate that if you're on the mainland. Um, um, and yeah, certainly if you're in Tassie, definitely get in touch with us. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, some really uh, eye-opening ways to to have a different sort of read. Emma Misson, A Human Book, thank you very much for being with us on Life Matters. Thanks so much, Nat. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Emma's also the Vice President of the Board for A Fairer World, uh, who run the Human Library in Hobart. ABC RN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.